This is the KBMR Evening News. Next up, we have a report on Zone Haven. We're going to find out exactly what that is, how you can find out exactly what that is. We're talking with a couple folks, Nevada County Sheriff Shannon Moon. Thank you for joining us. Thanks so much for having us. And Lieutenant Rob Jacobs from the Nevada County Sheriff's Office. Thank you, Rob. Yeah, good evening, Felton. Thank you for having us on. So let's, let's just dig into it right away. People have heard about this a lot in the last month or so here with all the fires we've had in Nevada County. What exactly is Zone Haven? Well, Zone Haven is a new tool that we've adopted here in Nevada County. Uh, it's a situational awareness tool for folks so that they can understand areas that are being evacuated during any type of an emergency. Uh, of course, wildfire is one of our biggest threats here in Nevada County, so that's what we've used it for so far. Uh, but really, it can be used for any type of a disaster where we might have to evacuate people from an area. Uh, it's a it's a common operating picture tool, meaning everybody sees the same thing. Uh, that goes for law enforcement and fire managers that are actually managing the incident and sending resources to the incident. And it's also for the public at large so that they too can see those exact same areas that are being impacted and they can see that in real time. So there's no delay in getting that information out to the public. Could you say that it's, it's almost like a jigsaw puzzle? If you took Nevada County, it's got little jigsaw pieces there and you've got to put them together and each one is a little zone and that's then people need to figure out what zone they're in. That's absolutely correct. Yeah, it's uh, currently the way that we have the system configured is Nevada County is broken into 250 different zones. They're geographic zones. Uh, we like to call them smart zones. Uh, we sat down with the creator of this product, Zone Haven, and we actually spent a number of weeks with our law enforcement fire partners going through each and every zone and looking at the boundaries to make sure that those zones were right for the areas. Uh, they weren't too big. They weren't too small. We didn't have too many folks in any one zone, and we wanted to make sure that we had you know, maximum ingress and egress ways in and out of these zones. I noticed that the zones have different prefixes at the beginning, GS or NC or whatever. Could you explain that? Yeah, absolutely. So the, the prefix, the three-digit prefix in front, uh, it's intended to give people a, a quick understanding of where the evacuation might be occurring. Uh, for instance, GRS is the acronym for Grass Valley. NEV is the acronym for Nevada City, TRK for Truckee. It's a way for folks to, when they see these zones being evacuated, if they get that through a text message or if they hear it over the radio, they can quickly identify what area of the county those evacuations might be occurring in. So that was three prefixes. Are there more? There are. So there's NEV, or I'm sorry, NCO, which is Nevada County Unincorporated. And then we have CSP, which is California State Parks. All right. So um, you, you mentioned the Zone Haven. Let's get into the people that created this. This is actually a company, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it's a private company. And, and how did this all come about? Well, I was told that uh, the creators of the company got together one day and essentially decided that the concept of zone-based evacuation had been around for, for some time. There's a number of you know, jurisdictions throughout the state that, that have binders full of zones that they've zoned their jurisdiction. Uh, but the problem was is getting the public to understand and know that ahead of time. Uh, so these, these gentlemen got together and they came up with the idea to create a website that had a public-facing side as well as an internal side for emergency management. And the idea was if we could teach folks the zone that they live in ahead of time, when it came time to actually issue evacuation warnings or orders, they could do it by zone and people would already be familiar with that zone. And so they would know immediately whether or not they were or were not impacted. So I might know that I live on Broad Street in Nevada City, but I might also then know what zone that is. Correct. That's the idea. That's the important thing, because when an emergency situation jumps up, you don't have a lot of time to think or prepare. It's just uh, react. 
mainly, which I guess would go more to uh, Sheriff's Moon side of the thing then. Yeah, the, the sooner we can get that information out and have the public have that information, the, f- the faster people can get out. And then we can even uh, give that, that warning and that order to more people. Uh, and when we're in those chaotic scenes uh, in, in joint command with our fire partners, uh, the, 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 the first thing we start looking at is what, how fast can we get this message out? So already having pre-planned zones, uh, it, it really is a deal breaker for efficiencies. Well, let's go uh, to an example here. We had uh, the Brunswick fire recently. Um, who starts the zoning announcements? Does that start with the CAL FIRE incident commanders? or We're in joint command, so it's, a, it's typically at, at that first initial attack. We're right uh, side by side with a, uh, the highest ranking person, incident commander, for the fire side and law enforcement side. Together, looking at where the fire is, the conditions of the fire, uh, whether or not fire personnel believe they can get a, a quick handle on on an incident, because um, we we have fires all the time and that don't get to the point where we're doing evacuations. So a lot of that is that that uh, communication link right there in, during the incident, so that we can quickly make those decisions. And those decisions are joint decisions based on again, can they can the resources that are currently deployed uh, handle the situation, or do we think? This is going to be a longer-term incident where we need to let uh, get those warnings and those orders out so that we can we can save life. Yeah. Let's explain how this whole process works to our listeners. Now, an incident arises. I, I would assume that either the sheriffs or Cal Fire are the first on scene, depending on you know what what the incident is. By the time. KVMR announces it on the air. We've usually gotten it from UBINET or the Office of Emergency Services. Is that pretty much the path that things go? Yeah, so it'll it'll start with those 911 calls, whether the community sees something or a, you know, a first responder sees something in the field. Uh, resources start getting deployed. Clearly, uh, our, our friends over at UBINET are constantly monitoring, so they're getting uh, real-time information based off their monitoring. Uh, if it gets to the point where, where we're, we're doing those evacuations or we're, we're thinking that it's going to be a longer-term incident, we work with our partners in the Office of Emergency Services, and that's when we start seeing more of the, the resources uh, for the, the community uh, communication occurring. And that's, that's the position that Bob's in uh, right here with, uh, as a lieutenant assigned uh, from the sheriff's office assigned to that Office of Emergency Services. When did Zone Haven actually start being implemented? Was it beginning of this year? So our conversations with Zone Haven actually began just prior to the Jones fire last year in 2020. Uh, unfortunately, it was about a week before the Jones fire, so we, we certainly didn't have time to, to stand that system up for that fire. But after the Jones fire, uh, we definitely we felt the pain of having to create evacuation zones on the fly. Uh, so we went back and recontacted Zone Haven and told them we were very interested in their product. Uh, so those conversations continued, and we eventually signed a contract with them. Uh, they had actually secured a two-year grant uh, that allowed us, free of charge, to work with them for two years. And essentially, it covers all the cost of implementation, uh, dozens of meetings with them, you know, developing out these zones and, you know, building out our, our communication strategy and how we're going to message this out to the public. Uh, we actually really started work in January of this year. And then this product actually went live and we implemented it with the public in about mid-spring of this year. So this product's really only been live now for a few months and we've already used it a handful of times. 
Yeah, I would say that, like you say, in the spring, we all heard about this thing called Zone Haven, but I don't think that most of our listeners really paid attention or found out where they were. Now people are like, yeah, yeah, tell me, what, what zone am I in and you know, where's my street and all of that. That's very vital information. Can you tell us uh, anything about how the zones were created themselves? What kind of work and process went into that? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I would describe it as a hugely collaborative effort. Uh, in the Office of Emergency Services, we, we coordinated the effort, but we certainly worked with every single public safety agency in Nevada County, from the local to the state, all the way to the federal level. So we worked with every uh, small fire district here in Nevada County. We worked with our partners at CAL FIRE at the state level. And really what it was, was it was it was a bunch of meetings where we got together virtually because of COVID. Uh, we met, uh, I was meeting every day with different teams. Uh, we broke it up basically by fire district. And depending on who had who had uh, a stake in the game for that zone, whether it was the California Highway Patrol or CAL FIRE or the fire district uh, or state parks, we would meet with them and we would go zone by zone through those areas of the county. And we would look at that zone to make sure that it was right for that area. Uh, highly, highly dense areas, densely populated areas, obviously got smaller zones so that we could manage the population there. We could manage the, the ingress and egress routes. Uh, but we made sure that everybody agreed on it because everybody has a different perspective. Uh, law enforcement's looking at it from the the perspective of evacuation, whereas fire is looking at it from the perspective of what is the fire behavior? What, what do they anticipate the fire might do? So a lot of the zone creation was kind of hypothetical, theoretical, uh, but thus far it's, it's been proven to be extremely valuable. Uh, the zones have worked out very well as far as controlling the numbers of folks who are messaged and, and who need to leave these areas. Yeah, I think we're learning that with the Calder fire and that watching the pr progress of this fire that's now, you know, a couple of weeks old, but watching how it starts in one area and just moves in certain terrains, whether it goes up a hill or down into a cauldron or whatever. So it's, it seems like there's a lot of work still to be done. It's a work in progress, shall we say. It certainly is a work in progress, and and we're learning we're learning you know the positives and the negatives at the same time. Uh, Sheriff Moon was speaking earlier about it. Uh, every activation, every time we use Zone Haven, we learn a little bit more about what we can do better the next time. Uh, for us, it's a great tool that we never had before, so we're we're very excited about it. But we have to understand and appreciate this is the first time the community's seeing a tool like this, and so we're definitely taking in as much feedback as we can, and we're trying to adjust as much as we can. We're trying to make Make the tool as user-friendly as possible. It's, it's, a, it's a highly technical product that we're trying to keep very simple so that anybody, any age, can use it, understand it, and, and keep themselves safe. We'll get to uh, how do I find out what zone I'm in in a bit. But first off, in each zone, do you have a, a way to find out where your evacuation route is for each zone? So we don't, we don't list out evacuation routes for folks because the problem is we never know when or where a fire is going to start. So it's, it's extremely difficult to tell people in advance where exactly they need to go. Uh, so what we tell folks is that they need to scout their routes, uh, you know, evacuate early and often, meaning practice your evacuation plan. Uh, find those, those three ways out if you have three ways out of your area, your neighborhood, and then drive those routes ahead of time in both daytime and nighttime conditions uh, to ensure sure that if a fire happens in the middle of the day, but the smoke covers the sun, it's going to look like night and it can be confusing. People can get turned around. So really we, we try to preach practice that evacuation plan ahead of time because trying to message individual people and in exactly which way they need to go can be extremely complicated, if not impossible in the moment. 
That's exactly the conversation I had with my son about a month and a half ago. I was explaining him the three ways out. I mean, if, if you have to leave, it might be noon, but you might not be able to see. You know how to get up to here. Then you have to make the decision. You can go left or right. But if you go right, then you have two other options, where if you go left, you only have one other option. So these are decisions everybody will be making in a split second. Certainly, yeah. That, yeah. that situational awareness is, is incredibly important, uh, especially in chaos. Yeah. Uh, when, when we uh, train, when we work, when we respond, uh, sometimes we get used to that, that, that speed and that uh, level of uh, split decision making. And we recognize not everybody is in, in, uh, in that, uh, has that ability. So pre-planning a lot of those things is critically important for folks to, uh, to put, put themselves in the best position that they can. And if you live on a, uh, at the end of the road with only one way out, heed the warnings early uh, so that you do have time to, to, to safely get out of an area. I think we saw that up in uh, the Tahoe Basin recently with uh, the folks getting out of there because they knew. And we've only got one way to go with the, with the way this fire is coming, so we'd better use those routes as soon as possible. Now, they had, what, a three-hour backup, but it worked. People were patient. I don't think there were many incidents. And that was a, a good example of having the plans in place ahead of time. Yeah, certainly. We we tell people don't wait to evacuate. You know, don't wait until you're you're asked or told that you need to leave. Uh, like the sheriff said, situational awareness is key. If if you see a large plume of smoke and it doesn't appear to be very far away, and you can hear the high low sirens off in the distance, but you don't necessarily get a code red or nobody comes knocking on your door, uh, if you're concerned and you're afraid, don't wait to evacuate. Implement your evacuation plan. Grab your go bag. If you have it, hang your evacuation tag and leave. Go, go to that, that location that you've pre-designated. Uh, we don't want people to be scared. We want to be prepared. The more prepared you are ahead of time, the more you're going to be able to think clearly because you have that plan that you can implement. All right, now to the big uh, $64 million question. How do residents find out what zone they are in? So we've, we've done everything we can to make this as simple as possible for folks. Uh, it's really a three-step process. We ask people to visit Zone Haven's website at community.zonehaven.com. Uh, in the upper left-hand corner, you're going to see a search bar. We ask people to enter their address, their home address, into that bar and hit enter. That's going to zoom them into their zone. It's going to show them where exactly their house is in that zone. And it's going to provide a pop-up window with additional information about that zone. In that pop-up window, they're going to see their zone number. So we ask them to write that down. So we need them to visit Zone Haven. We need them to search for their address and then write their zone down when they find it. That's what I've been trying to do. <laughs> yeah. And will there be a printout where people might be able to then go? Like right now you can go there and find out what's, where you, the zones that are being evacuated. But then one of the things we've been dealing with at KVMR is going and writing down all the names of the streets in that particular zone. Has that been created? Is there now a printout that we can go on the web and find out exactly what streets are in each zone? No, that's a great question. It's a question that we've been getting a lot lately, uh, especially if folks don't have power or they don't have access to the internet. Uh, they might get the text message saying the zone, but they want to know, well, what zones are around me? Am I close to that zone? Uh, what streets are affected? So we're actually developing a product right now that we're going to be able to put online. Uh, our GIS department, our graphic information systems department, is actually creating some printable maps that are going to be placed on our website, as well as essentially an index of the roads that correspond to those zones. So if folks want to go on there ahead of time and print those maps or print that index. They'll have that information readily available. They can put it in their go bag. They can put it in their glove box of their vehicle so they have it when they need it. 
Yeah, that's very vital information. And especially, I would assume, because a lot of streets or roads, they're long. Some of them might go through five or six zones. And some of those zones might be not being evacuated, but some of them might be. Absolutely. And again, that's another advantage of the of the zone-based system. Uh, say you live on a, a thoroughfare that does transcend four different zones. If we were just to message out the name of the street, one might get pretty confused and they might have to dig further to find out whether they're affected. If we evacuate by zone and you've already determined what zone you live in, then it takes that question out. You know exactly whether or not you are or are not impacted. Let's talk about how you get the message out to people. We have code red, and that's delivered how? To what sources, what media, what technical sources? Certainly. So code red is is one of a couple of messaging systems we have in the county. We also have Nixle, which is a, a product that the Truckee Police Department uses to message their folks. But code red is the main emergency alerting system that we have here in Nevada County. We make that available to all residents here in Nevada County. Uh, they can either go to code red's website and they can create a managed account. What is that website? Website. Uh, it, it's coderedzone.com, I believe. I'm sorry. I, I don't have that one memorized. Uh, it, it's easy to find, or they can call 211, and 211 can also get them signed up. And evacuation tags, you want to discuss them a little bit? Certainly. So the Sheriff's Evacuation Tag Program was a program that we instituted last year. Uh, again, it's, a, it's another low-tech, uh, simple way for us to partner with the community. Uh, the evacuation tag is a it's a Tyvek type tag that we provide free of charge to all residents here in Nevada County, regardless of whether you live in the city or out in the county. Uh, what we ask you to do with this tag is to hang that tag outside your residence somewhere conspicuous to where when law enforcement is driving through these neighborhoods, we can quickly identify whether or not you've left your home. Uh, in doing this, you're actually helping us to expedite the evacuation process. Uh, if we see that there's a tag at your house, we know that we don't have to necessarily stop there and knock on the door. We can move on to the next house where maybe your neighbor hasn't gotten the message and doesn't know. So it really is that partnership between law enforcement and the community to help us speed up that, the notice for evacuations. So we have a number of, of electronic ways for you to communicate with the public. Just talk about that for a minute. I guess television, radio, other sources. Certainly. So Code Red, as we talked about, is that's the primary way that we're going to reach out and message people immediately about this evacuation. And the way that we're doing that is we're doing that by zone. So we took all the same 250 zone haven zones, and we've actually input those into the code red system so we can target exactly that area. So if an area is under an evacuation warning, we can quickly select that area. We can send out a message to that area letting know that they're under an evacuation warning. Anybody that's pre-registered in code red that has an address within that zone is going to get that message. Depending on how they've set up their account, they can receive that message either through a text message, an email, or a voice call, or all three. Uh, followed up with code red messages, we have access to another system. It's called the IPAWS system. It's a federal system. It's a FEMA system. It's the integrated public alert and warning system. And within that, there's two parts. There's the wireless emergency alerts, which a number of folks in Nevada County and Placer County receive those during both the River Fire and the Bennett Street Fire. Uh, it's a way for us to, again, target messages to a certain area Instead of going to registered accounts, we're actually hitting every cell phone in that area uh, to 
essentially provide them the exact same message. So in the event that you're in an area that you weren't registered for, you can still receive that message. Maybe you're simply traveling through or you're at work, but your work address isn't registered. It's another way for that message to get to you. The other side of the iPod system is the EAS system or the emergency alert system. Uh, that's where you you hear that screech across your radio or on the television, and then you see the scrolling message at the bottom of the television. Essentially, it's our message just in a text form scrolling across the television. And then, of course, that's transmitted through our partner radio stations like KVMR and KNCO. They'll transmit that information over the air so that folks are getting that exact same message. Uh, and then, of course, beyond that, uh, we rely on our, our, our media partners like KVMR and KNCO and Ubinet to amplify our message and to get that message out. And during these incidents, we'll stand up a joint information center as soon as possible. And that's where we're working with our PIO team that's then reaching out to all the affected you know, organizations and really trying to consolidate that message and make sure that the message is consistent and that it's timely. I think one thing we learned with the uh, fire up in the Tahoe Basin is that a lot of the cell towers went down, power goes out everywhere, so a lot of this electronic messaging is not effective. Uh, then you're back to high-low and whatever they can get over the air. If they can get a TV station over the air on their phone or a radio station on their little boombox, uh, that's the three ways they can communicate. What other ways uh, can you get, be communicated once the power is out and, and the media is out? A lot of that, that it's that layer Right, so there's no one system that's the, uh, the the golden ticket. It's the layering of of the process. So the the messaging through that technology, the radio. Um, then we're also with that high low siren, which is very specific to that geographic area. Uh, the high low siren in the in the vehicles, and then the door to door, and and that just takes manpower. Uh, and and we rely heavily on all of our partners here locally, as well as the mutual aid from other agencies that are coming up to to assist us. Uh, we've sent quite a few folks to to the Caldor Fire in, in El Dorado, as well as up in Plumas County for the Dixie, uh, because we know when when we need help, uh, the law enforcement agencies from across the state come and help us. We we do the same for that mutual aid, but it's a, it's a layering process of of all those mediums. I know uh, during the River Fire and the Bennett Fire, so many people talked to me about sheriffs coming and physically telling them you need to leave. How many sheriffs can you put on this at one time? Well, we, it's, a, it's, a, it's an all call. We, we bring in as many people as we can, uh, and that's, that's the new normal, right? For It seemed like you had thousands and thousands and thousands of yeah. them out there knocking on doors and hitting high-low sirens. Yeah, yeah, not thousands, uh, clearly. Uh, but, you know, we, we bring in all, all staff, and that mutual aid does help. Uh, the California Highway Patrol, the, 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 all the just different uh, jurisdictions with uh, Nevada City, Tr Grass Valley, and Truckee Police Departments. Our probation officers came out and helped us as well. Uh, so it, we all understand uh, the importance of making sure that we get out and, and uh, give people as much warning and information. A lot of times when it's a fast-moving incident, uh, we don't have a lot of time to talk. And, and uh, sometimes uh, the the, the as soon as we can get that information out and, and maybe see a tag and not have to go down a driveway and go down to the next one, we can we can reach more people. That'll save uh, a minute, two minutes, or whatever. And minutes count. Right. Minutes count. And, and uh, you know, and that's the unfortunate thing of, of how we're learning, right, from other catastrophes. And, and I think the campfire uh, brought a lot of, of that awareness to folks. And uh, it definitely brought awareness to us in, in, in sheriff services for knowing what our role is in that evacuation and how can we how can we reach uh people you know quicker with with 
timely information, but also accurate information. That's, you know, the, the, there's nothing worse than ha- having no information and having people uh, maybe, uh, you know, looking at social media and people posting things that, that hasn't been, uh, absol- you know, all the ways uh, accredited uh, and, and then causing that much more fear. So the more information we can get out, that's the the, the commitment that we've had at the sheriff's office with being uh, a partner in the Office of Emergency Services for the county uh, that, that is at it's been a game changer for us uh, to have Bob uh, be in uh, the OES uh, side of the, the house to, to bringing us with more information. Uh, it, 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 all of that helps. Well, I think the most important thing that we've come out of here, and we should repeat again, is how do people find out what zone they're in and where their street is? So why don't we repeat that information for them? Certainly. Uh, if you have access to the Internet, I would say visit community.zonehaven.com. Enter your address in the search bar. It'll pop up a pop-up window that has the zone number on it. We ask that you write that number down, enter it into your cell phone, pick up one of our free magnets that we're offering at a variety of locations, the libraries here at the sheriff's office, a variety of fire stations. Write that number down so that you commit it to memory, so that you recognize it if and when you ever get that that code red emergency alert or that wireless emergency alert. And if you don't have access to the internet, uh, you can always call the sheriff's office. Uh, We'll help you find it. You can contact 211. 211 can look up your zone for you and provide that information to you to where you can write it down. Okay. I was thinking too, can we go to the public library and get this information? Are there other places to get this where if you don't have internet access? Certainly. Libraries are are wonderful locations for that. In fact, we have large poster maps up at the libraries. Uh, Again, if you have access to technology, you can scan the QR code. It'll take you out to Zone Haven's website. Uh, But if not, the libraries do provide uh, a free internet access and you can look it up right there. All right. We've been talking with uh, Nevada County Sheriff Shannon Moon and Lieutenant Rob Jacobs from the Nevada County Sheriff's Office. What else would you like folks to know about Zone Haven? I I think I think the other thing to, to think about when you're looking up your zone on your personal house is also maybe checking those zones for your parents, uh, checking those zones for where you work. Uh, uh, Bennett Fire, we have, you know, middle of the day w- during a work week, uh, we have lots of people that don't live in, in that Bennett Fire area, but that worked in that area. And if you don't know your zone where you work, uh, you may not recognize when, when you hear that zone go out. Uh, so just that situational awareness of everywhere. Uh, we say know your five when we start thinking about evacuations and making sure that you check on your five uh, closest friends or neighbors. But you can also, you know, check that for, for family members that, that live in the county. Zone Haven is in several different counties as well. We're not the only county that has Zone Haven. So you, you could check uh, Zone Haven to maybe a, a family member that lives out of Nevada County in, in a different county to see um, where, where they are and, and maybe check in with, with your family. So it, again, it's a, it's a situational awareness that uh, we're really seeing a lot of uh, the, our community really taking uh, these warnings to heed because of the, the new normal that we have here in, in Northern California with wildfire. Our smile. We smile as we say the new normal. We keep, we keep having new normals, don't we? Is there anything else you wanted to add, uh, Lieutenant Jacobs? No, I think the sheriff did a great job wrapping it up. Uh, we just want people to to know that Zone Haven exists and to find and know their zone, uh, but at the same time appreciate that it's one tool in the tool bag. We need people to have multiple ways to get information during an emergency uh, and not to rely on any one tool, but certainly start by knowing your zone. 
Yeah. All right. We've been talking with Nevada County Sheriff Shannon Moon and Lieutenant Rob Jacobs from the Nevada County Sheriff's Office. Folks, remember, these people are here to help you and at, one, and at some point probably help you save your life. So thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it.